As always, it's an honor to worship together with all of you, and we appreciate you coming out today and worshiping and choosing to worship with us today. Those of you that have joined us online, we welcome you. Thank you for choosing to worship with us, and uh, we're excited to have you participate together with us. We have an exciting word from God this morning on uh, the title for today's message is called Auditing, Audit Your Thoughts. So uh, I don't know if that's applicable to anyone but myself, but if you'll just indulge me, I'll go ahead and preach it because I know it'll help me to keep in a constant audit on my thinking, that I'm making sure that I'm thinking on those things that are pure and praiseworthy and lovely and of good reports and not thinking on all the things that are contrary to that, all the negative stuff that's going on in our world and that the media and, and uh, just all other forms of communication want to continue to pummel us with things that we don't need to be thinking on. So we're going to learn about auditing our thoughts today. So we'll begin first of all by I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Amen. God bless you all. Let's give them a great big round of applause for all the moms this morning. As I was reflecting on, on moms and the key role that mom plays in the home, I was thinking about my own ex life experience. I'm thinking about being at home and visible at home and uh, Nancy being visible at home as well, and the kids come in and they have this uh, series of questions. They're pretty routine. Coming in from school or whatever, coming in from school would normally be, what's for dinner? Uh, who's going to take me to my game? Um, may I go to my friend's house? May I have this? Or uh, do you think I could uh, buy this? Or you think you could buy this for me? Or mom, have you seen my shoes? How about my coat? Mom, have you seen my coat? Then, Mom, uh, tomorrow, about tomorrow's event, uh, are you going to take me or is Dad going to take me? And this, the questions kind of go like that for Mom. And I'm right there and I'm visible. But the questions for Dad, the questions for Dad, or I should say, the question for Dad is, they'll look at me, where's Mom? As if I couldn't answer any of the above questions. <laughs> Where's mom? So that shows you the significance of the role of mom in the house. So mom, if you're not there, the kids have no idea who to ask a question to because they'll just, they'll just look to dad and say, where's mom? So happy mom's day. We appreciate all of you. God bless you all so much. Praise God. Amen. It's always good to take some time out to remind ourselves that we appreciate moms. Today's message on auditing our thinking. I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 22 to begin this. And I encourage you to uh, read along with me, whether it's on your own device or on the screen behind me. But it's uh, Matthew chapter 22, and beginning at verse 37, Jesus is replying to the uh, to the question, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses. And Jesus is answering this question. And he replied like this in verse 37 of Matthew chapter 22. He said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. But again, I want to draw your attention to verse 37. Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your what? All your heart and all your soul. And all your what? Mind. Mind. Loving the Lord your God 
with all your mind, all your soul, and all your heart. Now, I don't, for myself personally, and I think it's probably true collectively across the body of Christ, but I think loving, the idea of loving the Lord our God with all of our heart is pretty, uh, we, we think of that pretty naturally. I think of the great commandment, love the Lord God with all your heart. We think about that quite often. We think about, uh, uh, also think about loving the Lord our God with all of our soul, but how much time do we really reflect and meditate or, or concentrate to purposely be loving the Lord our God with all my mind. Thinking about your mind and then thinking about it, so the greatest commandment of all is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. So how do you love the Lord your God with all your mind? Loving the Lord your God with all your mind. I think this means that uh, to, to love God with all of our mind means that, uh, means that we need to be using, uh, to use, it means to use an incredible complex thinking capacity that he has given us. No, in a manner, this complex thinking capacity he has given us and, and we are concentrating on him and we're doing so in a manner proceeding from and subject to the indwelling spirit of God that dwells within us in order to fully capture God's plan for our lives, embracing all that he desires to do in and through us as his children. We are choosing to believe that, yes, all the great things that God has done, God is good and the great things that he has already done in our lives to have to be of a mindset, a mind that is loving God to believe and to love God so much to know that all the good that he has already done, there is so much more that he is able to do and believing him and, and renewing our mind to the reality that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can even imagine. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond, over and above what I can even ask or imagine. Now, when I think about my thinking capacities and when I have reflected time thinking on God, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I believe I'm a pretty big thinker. I think of God as being big and God as being good and God being able to do great things. And then I think, but then I remind myself, but he's able to do beyond that. He's able to go beyond what I can even ask or imagine. So take yourself out there as far as you can in your imagination, in your thinking capacities that God has given you, and to love God enough to go out as far as you can, and then beyond that to know that God can even go beyond this. He is able to do, to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what, he, what I can ask or imagine according to the to power that dwells in us and that power that's dwelling within us is the love of God, the love of God that never fails. You know, in reality, don't take this wrong and don't shut me down now. Just, just listen to this for a moment. Keep thinking before you draw a conclusion. You know what a conclusion is? A conclusion is when you get tired of thinking. So don't draw a conclusion on this next statement. Just keep thinking it through for a while. But there are many things in our lives as Christians, as followers of God, that don't need more prayer. They don't need more prayers of deliverance. 
They don't need you for someone to get in agreement to overcome this. What many of the things in our life, what we need, many things in our life, what they require is a new way of thinking. To be transformed in our thinking processes. The scripture teaches us that we are to be transformed, to let God transform us by renewing the mind, renewing the thinking process, to bring our thoughts into alignment with God's word, with his will for our lives. And it's learning to think as God thinks, and it's learning to bring our mind into agreement and to love God with all of our mind, just as we endeavor to love him with all of our heart and all of our soul. Our mind is not to be by the wayside and, and just be subject to the abuse of the world system. And just, you know, just to be tossed back and forth and, uh, and with whatever winds of doctrine are coming through that we just fall subject to whatever's being said and wh whoever's saying it. We just believe it and we go with it. No, your mind is special. Your mind is precious. It's a precious commodity. It's made up of two cells, and many times we, you know, I'm just, this is a joke now, okay? Don't take this too serious. <laughs> many of us, our brains, our minds are two cells, and one's lost, and the other one's out looking for it. <laughs> but our mind is a precious commodity, and we need to develop our mind, and we must bring it into alignment with God's will for our lives. We really have been created to be brilliant thinkers. We have been created in the image and in the likeness of Almighty God. When God created man and put man on the earth in the garden, and he told them to, have, to rule and to reign and have dominion over all the earth. That takes some brilliant brain power. That takes some brilliant thinking. And God has created man in his likeness. That means that we have been created with the capacity to be brilliant thinkers to be very intelligent. Now, that was distorted when sin entered into the world. It was distorted, but the capacity to be a brilliant thinker is still intact. And that, to me, explains why we have the brilliance in our world that, that we have. You, you talk about nuclear physics, uh, atomic energy. You talk about modern me medical science breakthroughs that we have in the medical realm. We have all these wonderful things, but yet so many of them are distorted. Nuclear energy gets used for weaponry and warfare and creates conflict and tension among, among countries. Medical science is wonderful and as great as it is, it can also be distorted. You can go to the same place to have a heart surgery in the same building. They may be doing an abortion. And so, but the ability to be a brilliant thinker is still there. The capacity to be intelligent is still there, but it has become distorted when sin entered into the world. But, uh, but we need to realize that as born-again children of God, we have been reconnected to the God who created us. We have been reconnected to the God who desires that we love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. And that we recognize that God created us to be brilliant thinkers. Now, don't be, th don't be thinking of yourself as, well, my IQ's not that high. I'm not as smart as some people. I couldn't be a nuclear physicist. I couldn't be a medical doctor. I couldn't be this or I couldn't be that. That has nothing to do with your thinking capacity. There are many people that are not, in, in not necessarily from an academia standpoint educated, but they are still very brilliant thinkers.
very brilliant thinkers. And so see yourself as having that capacity to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And so to do that, to help us come to that place of a reconnecting with God in our heart and our soul, and today we're focusing on reconnecting with him with our mind and to, and to learn to love God with all of our mind, we are, we are going to be showing you from the scripture how we need to be doing an audit of our thought life and, and, and to continually be evaluating exactly what is going on in my mind and, and to be conscious of what's going on in my mind when I don't think anything in particular is going on. When I'm not focused on anything in particular, where do my, th- you know, what's the fault mechanism that my thinking goes to? Does it go to good things? Does it go to bad things? Does it go to faith-based? Does it go to fear-based? You know, where, where does my mind wander off to when I'm not necessarily thinking about anything? I'm just having one of those moments and, you know, sit back, feet propped up and enjoying the breeze. And what, what are you thinking of? And so doing an audit, you know, an audit is an official inspection of an individual or an organization's accounts typically done by an independent body. We think of audits a lot in, in the realm of accounting. You can also, academia, you can do audits by taking a course, not for credit, but you can still, you can get the information from that particular class or evaluate to see if you want to continue in it. And so it's very important that we learn to do an audit, do an audit on our mind and just really check into, okay, what am I thinking on? What am I thinking on? In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but be transformed, but be transformed, excuse me, but let let God transform you into a new person. Let's just go over that one more time. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Everyone say changing the way I think. So it is possible to change the way I think. It's possible to change the way you think. Don't buy into the lie, I can't help it. It's just who I am. That's how my mind works. Well, do an audit on it and bring some course correction where course correction needs to be brought. But it's telling us that we are not to be copying the behaviors and the customs of this world system, but let God transform you. God is the one that's going to bring about the transformation. You are the one that's going to be cooperating with him by transforming the way you think. By you purposing to love God enough with all your mind, by putting the energy into changing the way you think, just like you love God with all your heart and all your soul, and you put energy into worshiping him, you put energy into worshiping, uh, into worshiping him and energy into serving him in various ways and, and, and just putting your trust and your confidence in, in him. Don't let your mind just go by the wayside and go and, and copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but rather change the way you think, bring your thinking into alignment, for you will always move into the, in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. That is the direction that you will move into, your most dominant thoughts. So what are your most dominant thoughts? 
Take some time to do an audit. Submit yourself to it. No one really looks forward to it, but it's something that needs to be done. And so, what, and ask yourself, what is the default setting of my mind when I allow my mind just to wonder? Do you default to happy, healthy, optimistic, or pessimistic thinking? Uh, or are you in that process of being transformed by changing the way you are thinking? Remember, you were created with the capacity to be a brilliant thinker, to be thinking on those things and, you know, that, that, that are good. And so I want you to understand that God is for you. In you know, 2 Corinthians, uh, I believe it's in, in chapter 10, the apostle Paul talks about how the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And we're not, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And he talks about the, the idea of that we're to bring every thought into captivity, into the obedience of the lordship of Jesus Christ. Bringing every thought, bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of the lordship of Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter 1.13, we're told to think clearly and to exercise self-control. Think clearly, exercise self-control. Love God enough to bring, uh, uh, to exercise self-control in your thinking processes. And what, you're, what we're doing in this process is we are exchanging our thoughts for his thoughts. Sounds simple enough, does it not? Exchanging our thoughts for his thoughts, but this requires participation with his word, with God and his word. It requires participation and the yieldedness to the Holy Spirit of God who is constantly monitoring and reminding us of what we are to be thinking on and where, what we are to be pondering and what we're, uh, out of that, what we are to be speaking and, and to be loving God with all of our heart all of our soul, and all of our mind. Requires participation uh, with God, with his word, and this continuous experience of participation and a, continu a continuous experience of an inward union with Jesus Christ uh, is, is our source and it's our center of all healthy thinking behaviors. Our union the inward union with Christ and a continuous experience in that, reminding yourself that I'm a born again child of God. I am in Christ. I'm not of this world. I'm not allowing myself to be conformed to this world, but I am allowing God, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of the universe as we know it. I am allowing almighty God to transform my life by yielding to him and loving him with my mind and bringing my thoughts into agreement and, 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 and the thinking behaviors into alignment with his word. So in Ephesians chapter four gives us a little outline that I think is a, is a healthy place to start for, for doing a self audit on our minds. So let's turn to Ephesians chapter four. I'll begin reading at, well, verse 17 is a great place to start. Ephesians four, verse 17. Says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. <laughs> Does anybody know anybody that's hopelessly confused in our culture today? Don't be looking at your neighbor when you're thinking, yeah, I know people. <laughs> we all know people that are hopelessly confused. There's such confusion in our culture. It always has been, but just more predominant today with, you know, everything's public today. So there's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of confusion in our midst. Verse 18 says, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their what? 
They have closed their minds and hardened their hearts. The great commandment is to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. When he's talking about the people that are hopelessly confused and they're full of darkness, they've closed their minds and they've hardened their hearts against him. They have the ability to be brilliant thinkers, but they're using that capacity to be brilliant thinkers to think that they can outsmart God or they know better than, than God or that they no longer need God because we have gone beyond that. Oh, you're still preaching the Bible. You still believe the word of God. Well, you know, where'd that originate from? And how can you know that that's true and so forth? Like we've gone, be, we have grown beyond that. That's, that's, that's a form of distorted thinking. And it's no longer loving God with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our soul. So you want to make sure that you continue to stay in love with God and continue to honor him. And so verse 18, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him, against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Now, that's pretty much a snapshot of what we experience in our culture in anti-God sentiment and, and so forth. That it, it, It's all around. You've, you've, you see it. You experience it. But here's your responsibility. First and foremost, make sure you're not one of those that, is the, that, that your mind is full of darkness because you've wandered far from the life of God and that you have closed your mind, that you've heartened your hearts against him. Now, obviously, you're not in that camp. You're here today. You're logged on. You're listening right now. You're watching this. So that tells me you are open and receptive to that, your life being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, allowing God to transform you. Any sense of frustration that you've experienced in the past in the process of perhaps uh, you're, you're tired of New Year's resolutions because you've made resolutions year after year and they just don't seem to be lasting. Uh, just a little tip here for you is that God is the one that will bring about the transformation. Let him lead the process. You submit yourself to him. You honor him with all your mind. You love him with your mind and bring your thought processes in, into agreement with his word. He will bring about the transformation. He never told us to transform ourselves. He told us that he would, the scripture teaches that he would do the transformation as we think the way he thinks. Verse 20. But... That isn't what you learned about Christ since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So doing an audit, auditing your thoughts, auditing your thoughts, throw off the old nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deceitful deception. Instead, this means you're doing something different than what you normally were doing. This is the auditing process. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts. Everyone say, let the spirit so let the Spirit of God renew your thoughts. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. 
See, if you're trying to change your mind without drawing on the spirit of God, without drawing on the anointing of God, without drawing on the wisdom of God, it's going to be an exercise, exercise in futility. You're going to try to do it mentally. You're trying, going to try to do it psychologically, and it's only going to work while things are going your way. When pressure comes and then the heat is turned on, you're going to revert back to habit, and you're going to become frustrated thinking, ah, this doesn't work. But it does work when you allow the Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit of God to renew your thoughts and your attitudes. So audit your thoughts. Say, what am I thinking on? What am I reflecting on? What am I meditating on? And when it's not something that's good, pure, praiseworthy, lovely, good report, the whole list of things you find it in Philippians chapter 4. I think it begins in verse 8 or 9, somewhere in there. But read it. I encourage you to read it. But it tells us what to think on. Good, lovely, praiseworthy, good report. Be thinking on those things that are positive. Bring yourself into alignment of knowing that, uh, that God is good and be thinking along those, uh, on those lines and allow the Holy Spirit to do this work, to do this process, that he will renew your thoughts and your attitudes. So you're doing this. Then number two, is you want to, uh, verse 24 says, put on the new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So you're going to throw off the negativity. You're going to throw off the old life. You're no, you're no longer going to live as, he, as, as though you are not a born-again child of God. See, all people are God's creation, but we are born-again children of God. We have accepted the new birth in Christ Jesus, the new life in Christ Jesus by accepting him as our Lord and our Savior. And if you have never done that and you're wondering how, how that event takes place, Scripture teaches us that it takes place by believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, by believing that God sent him from heaven to earth, and he went, and he went to the cross, and he shed his blood at Calvary for the, for the remission of our sin, that he died and was buried, and on the third day he was raised again to newness of life. The Scripture teaches that if we believe that, that Jesus is the Son of God, that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whoever believed on him would not perish but have everlasting life. You believe that in the heart and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you believe in your heart and you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's how you're born again. You become a born again child of God. What it's doing is it's bringing you back in union again with God who created you originally to be a brilliant thinker. And in that brilliance, you are thinking on those things that are true, those things that are lovely, those things that are positive. You can be in the forefront of, of, of inventions. You can be in the forefront of medical breakthroughs. You can be in the forefront of engineering. You can be in the forefront of whatever it is that God puts you on the forefront of because you have a brilliant mind and you are a brilliant thinker. I forget when it was, but I think it was sometime in the 1940s, someone had, had uh, re recommended that they close down the patent office, the U.S. patent office, because everything that can be invented has been invented. <laughs> That's not what you call brilliant thinking in hindsight, right? Well, we just need to close the patent office because everything that can be invented has been invented. Had no idea about Apple and Google and <laughs> all the medical science breakthroughs since then. So don't get stuck. 
Don't get stuck thinking that we are as advanced as we can be. God is for us, and I think there's a whole lot of breakthroughs yet that God has for us, and there's nothing wrong with you believing that God is working in and through you, that you have a sharp mind. Amen. So all the high school students and all the college students that are here today, you are coming up on finals. I just want you to know it's going to be your best year of finals ever. You have the mind of Christ. You have the wisdom of God, and you are a bunch of brilliant thinkers. Amen. So think positive. You can do it. You can do it. So a continuous experience of inward union with Christ is your source and center for all healthy thinking behaviors. Throw off the old, renew the mind, allow the Holy Spirit to be renewing it, and then put on the new nature in verse 25, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So sort of this threefold process here taking place, you know, where you you make a decision that you're going to throw off the old way of thinking, the old sinful nature, you're going to the old former way of life, the former way of thinking, and you're going to allow the Spirit of God to bring renewal to the mind. And as a result of being renewed in your mind, you're going to be in cooperation with God through the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to put on this new nature. You're going to be faith-based rather than fear-based. You're going to be optimistic instead of pessimistic. You're going to be thinking on things that are good, things that are pure, praiseworthy, things that are lovely. Those are the things that you're going to be thinking on, and you're going to find life be much more pleasurable. You're going to find yourself to be enjoying life a whole lot uh, more than what you have been, and you're going to find yourself experiencing a grace and a breakthrough in the spirit of God that you have never yet experienced before because God is with you and he wants you to continue on being that brilliant thinker that he has created you to be. You're going to put off all false indoctrinations. You can put off all traditions of man that held you in captivity or kept you in a realm of guilt or condemnation. You're able to give up all distorted thinking. Throw off the idea that what you think is always the way that things are. You know, your mind thinks what it thinks, and it's usually quite confident in what about its perceptions. Because God created your mind like that. The, the challenge is that while your mind always tends to come across as confident, it may not always be accurate. Your mind is not always telling you the truth unless you come to a place that we just talked about. You go through this auditing process and you take off everything that's not in alignment with the word of God, with the promises of God, with the directives of the Holy Spirit in your life. You take off that former way of of life and allow the spirit of God to renew your thoughts and your attitudes. And then you put on this whole new life that God has created you to experience heaven on earth. Your will be done the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Imagine, imagine what your life could be like. Dream out there as far as you can, as good and as positive as you can, and then realize that's only the tip of the iceberg because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond that. It is God that we're worshiping. You do realize that, don't you? It is God that we're worshiping, the creator of the heavens, the creator of earth. Just think about the planet earth itself and all the other planets and just the universe and how God created all of it. 
and he sustains it all and holds it all by his word, by the power of his spoken word, keeps all the planets from colliding and just everything, you know, the sun keeps coming up in the east and it keeps going down in the west. And it will continue to do so because God is the creator of heaven and earth, the sustainer of it with his word. That's who we're honoring. That's who we're loving with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. So worship him with, in your mind. Allow him to be much, much larger than he has been. And allow him to do the transformation work that needs to take place. And allow him, give him space, invite him and say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to take an audit. Take an audit. Anything I got in here that's not in alignment, it's not proper accounting procedures, I'm asking you to make the correct corrections that need to be made, and I bring myself into alignment with the Word of God, and I am a brilliant thinker from this day forward. Amen? Amen. Amen. You believe that this morning? Say, I'm a brilliant thinker. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you and I praise you for the body of Christ. I thank you, Lord God, that as you have created us to be brilliant thinkers and as we submit our minds to the transformation work of the Holy Spirit, bringing about the transformation, bringing us into alignment with you, your original intent before it got all messed up by sin and corruption. Bring us back into, the, the, into our original, Lord God, plan that you have for us. And in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you that, that through Jesus Christ, you have made provision to remove all guilt and condemnation, that we can uh, overcome that hurdle. You remove that barrier. You have freed us up to submit ourselves unto you, to, to uh, submit our minds to you, Father God, and for you to bring about a transforming work in us and bring us back into those thinking capacities that you originally intended, that we can be creative, that, Lord God, that as the body of Christ, as children of Almighty God, we are in the forefront of inventions. We are in the forefront of, of uh, arts and entertainment. And we are in the forefront, Lord God, of, of new technologies. And we are in the forefront of all that you want to be doing here on the earth today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, that collectively, that individually and collectively as we're working together, Lord, that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we have been ever dared to ask or to imagine. You're going beyond that in Jesus' name, name above all names. Thanking you, Lord God. Thanking you, Father God. From this day on, we are thinking clearly and we are exercising self-control over our thought processes in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. God loves you. And again, just a few moments ago, I talked about how you can come into the family of God by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So I encourage you to go ahead and do that. Believe in your heart. Confess him as Lord with your mouth. You come into a relationship with him. If you've done that this morning, if you're watching online, we encourage you to go ahead and go through that process. It's real simple. John 3:16. God so loved, God gave. You believe and you receive. So you believe it and you receive it by confessing him as your Lord and your Savior in Jesus' name. We want to invite you, if you prayed that prayer, you made that decision this morning to stop by our connections environment that we have created. It's right back here on my left on your way out. There's some people back there who just love to meet with you. They promise not to keep you long. Just want to say hello and uh, answer any questions that you may have. Uh, 
If you are with us online, we just encourage you to stay connected. We appreciate all that you're doing. I keep hearing of more and more people. The Hoosier State, we have families watching us from the Hoosier State. I heard this morning there's a family in Louisiana has been watching us almost every week. And so uh, word's getting out there. And uh, we just believe, God, there's people in, in, in Florida and there's people in D.C. And so all over the United States. And we're just believing that his word continues to go out and it never, ever returns void in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So I'm telling you, God is good. God is good. Amen. And you are a bunch of brilliant thinkers, so I really need to let you go and let you loose and be creative. And I want to see you here next Sunday morning. Bring some people with you. Bring some friends and bring some people that may not ever have been in church before to say, hey, this is a little bit different. You may never have experienced this anywhere. But if you're going to start anywhere, start at Grace. Amen. Praise God. So God bless you. We love you. Have an awesome rest of the day. And again, happy Mother's Day. God bless.